0: Shalom, everybody, and Gmar Khatima Tova. We are now continuing with Rav Nossin's discourse as he opens up the deep concepts of the in Lesson 24, opening up vistas to a practical dimension, how it applies in all of life. At this point, Rav Nossin is going to show us the amazing concept of money, mamon, and its root how it relates to a woman in marriage and in life and, and the concepts of this lesson 24 in a most fascinating way. Uh, he will now first go into the idea of how marriage is done, as concluded with money, Kiddushin Bekesef, as we're going to see. And in this, Rav Nosan is going to open up and introduce us the connection of money. Uh, it's amazing because it fits in so amazing in life. There is an oral breast of tradition heard from Rabbi Eleo Chaim Rosen explaining the Shabbat zmirot there's a, there's a one of the one of the songs we sing on Shabbat has the words al shtei lechem yiv tze'u Temimim, which translates on in in the the the, the psalm the, the one writing the song in the liturgy he's saying that all Jewish people on two loaves of bread Will the simple, honest, complete Jewish people break bread on? We break bread on Shabbat on two loaves, not one loaf. Al shtei lechem <inaudible> yiftzeu botzea to break bread to mimim. Those people who are honest and simple and straightforward, they do they do the Shabbat conduct properly. So in brest they would say like this: Al shte lechem. There are two types of bread. One bread being money because you buy bread with dough. We call it right. Dough is the English slang for money. It's money, and also a woman also is called a man's bread. Also, like it says of Yosef and Potiphar's wife, that uh, he said, "I have everything in my in my domain except for you. You are you Potiphar's wife are excluded. Kim alechem, except for the bread which is in my master's possession that I'm not allowed to touch." And and Rashi says it's referring to the wife, the woman. A woman is called the lechem. So the the, psalm, the, the the one singing, the one who composed the song is hinting to, there are two types of bread, Yiv tse'u, that can break and crash, Timimim, the person's Timimut, a person's simplicity and straightforwardness in life. The two major tests in life, which if a person doesn't overcome them, they will destroy his simplicity and straightforward devotion. That is the lust for money, Lechem, and the lust for women. These two can break a person's temimut. And in this lesson, as Rav Nosah is going to open up to us now, Rabbi Nachman teaches that you need access to these two. You're going to need lechem of bread and woman, because that is the only way a person can create the vessels to perceive the infinite light. Amazing. You're going to need these utensils of a wife and money in order to create a bounce backwards, that will enable you by accepting the bank, the bounce properly, as part of the growth pro- pro- uh, pro- process in life, whereas as opposed to thinking, no, I just have to keep on going up and up and up and up, and to keep on advancing in my Torah study, in my perception and knowledge, and absorbing and absorbing absorbing, here we say, no, you have to know how to accept the bounce back, because if you don't bounce back, you're just gonna you're gonna disintegrate into the infinite light, and that's what Hashem does not want, He wants you to exist, while in an existence in a, in a finite existence to perceive the infinite, the infinite. You got that? So this is the two types of bread hinted to. And here, Rav Nosen connects them both in an amazing way. He starts like this. Paragraph 6. The opening of Paragraph 6, six in Lekut Ha'alachot Section Evin Ha'ezer The Laws of Ishut, The Laws of Marriage Discourse Number 4 This is the idea of uh, the way we do Kiddushin, we sanctify, a person sanctifies a woman to be his, through money, money, or a, a monetary valued item, like a ring. The custom today, is to give the Kala, the woman, a ring, a wedding ring, right? And it's called Kiddushin kesef, that through through which, a woman became sanctified to this man, through, specifically money. Ki HaMamon, Bisho sho gavua me'od. brings down clearly this idea here, that's brought down clearly in Rabbi Nachman's teachings. Because money and wealth, its root, the root of money and wealth, is very high, is very lofty. Kamuvan, admurzal, as is brought down in the teachings of our Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman of blessed memory, in Likute Moran, lesson number 23. That's where he goes into this in depth. Because money and wealth is drawn in its root from the above-mentioned concept and item. What above-mentioned item is referring to Rav Nossin? Okay, it's drawn from the nine chambers that we mentioned earlier in this lesson, Lekutim in Lesson 24, that are created and formed through the act of running, the person's running to pursue the wisdom and understanding and contemplation of Hashem, and then the bounce, the, the, the boundary, the, the rubber bounce, if you want to call it, backwards mentioned above. These two together create the nine chambers through which a person can perceive through them the infinite light of Hashem mentioned above. And here we saying this is where money comes from. From these nine chambers here. Here we go. Torah hazot Because everything mentioned in this lesson, the Kutem lesson 24. And he's going to now give a brief summary of the ideas he's, he's referring to. That a person goes forth going and going, advancing from level to level, until he merits to perceive these nine chambers mentioned above. Korze husod kavanot As hinted to by Rabbi Nachman, all this is the whole deep Kabbalistic significance of the meditations and the intentions of davening. In davening, he didn't mention it like outwardly, but he hinted to Rabbi Nachman that in the, the how the davening is set up, in particular, referring to the, the morning prayers, Shacharit, there is like what's called four worlds, Arba Olamot, that a person has to pass through in order to reach the climax. The four worlds from top to bottom are Atzilut, Beriah, Yetzira, Asiya, and in davening we start from the farthest point from Asiyah. so the beginning of Shacharit, which is the Korbanot the korbanot and the k'torot, etc. All that takes place, what's called in the first world, the first perspective, if you want, of godliness coming down through the davening. So Atsidur is the section called korbanot. Then you have Atsidur where Yetzirah, is the second world, that's the hodu and the psuke de zimra the psychedelic where we all the halleluz and everything we're praising Hashem verses of giving singing out to Hashem that's like what's until until Yishtabach, right that's the second world third world is the blessings of the Kriyat Shema and the Kriyat Shema itself that's the world of buriah and then the spirits is reaching atselu the highest world and that's in the Shemone Esra itself. When you begin the Shemone Esra until the end of the Shemone Esra, you enter this high world called the Atzilut. That's why it's silent and quiet and a person is just one and fight with God at that high level. But then after the Davani, we go back down. We go back down these four worlds. Okay, We didn't at all touch into the idea of Tachanun, which Rav Nosen will talk about and go into in depth in another discourse based on this lesson. Hilchot Nefilat Apayim Alachadalit. We're not going to that right now. But Rav Nosen wants to point out that this procedure mentioned by Rinachman of running and running and, percei- and, and and running and then bouncing back and thus creating the nine chambers, this is the idea of davening. He says, "This is the whole secret of davening, the secret of the prayers." And now, just Rav gives his summary: Sheklal haKavanot to The whole summary of the meditations and intentions of the davening is basically we're trying to elevate the worlds. We're trying to elevate the worlds. Why are we trying to elevate the worlds? Because every day has its rectification. Every day in life has its mission, its job. You are sent this day today to elevate holiness, which has been trapped from the time of Adam Arishon, the first man, and even from before, from the time of the shattering of the vessels, which is before the creation even, okay, there are holy sparks which are called spread throughout the creation. And every day is allotted to each person, each Jew, to work on elevating those sparks. So every day we start from scratch, elevating different sparks every day. And how do you elevate them? Mainly through all the mitzvot and good deeds and Torah study and stakka and prayers that you do. But in particular, the morning prayer, which starts off at the beginning of your day, is aimed for this goal. That's why it's so important, Shacharit, why it's so difficult for most people, getting up on time, and getting up for davening, and why it's so long, longer than Mincha, and longer than Arvit, because it has a major role, in this job of elevating the worlds. So if no sin reminds us, the whole major summary, of the idea of the meditations, and intentions of davening, is to elevate the worlds. They're called worlds. The worlds, if you want to call them, in a more uh, comprehensible term, you can call them dimensions, four worlds, four dimensions, because it's basically the same world, but different perspectives of those worlds, different um, connections in each dimension of the same world. You only have access to certain things in this world and in the next world. They're called worlds, but they're dimensions, the same idea basically. So we are, our goal is to elevate holiness which is trapped, And to pass through all four dimensions until we get them elevated to the top. That's the goal. That's the basic summary of davening. And by way of everything in life. (laughs) It's just reflected mainly in the morning prayer. Which again, why shacharit is so difficult for so many people. So hard. Because it has such a major weight on it. Such an importance the morning morning davening. Rabbi Nachman once said, (laughs) Davening in the morning is so important. That a person should daven as early as possible, because you don't have no idea if you l- later on have the opportunity to daven. Davening is so great; something might just pop up and ruin your whole schedule. You won't be able to daven on time. So, a person has to be very zariz, very careful and energetic to daven as early as possible. And know it's difficult. A person has to daven for this itself to come to davening in the morning early. But in any event, just I went off a little. This is the idea, what he says here, that the general can, can intentions meditations of the davening is to elevate the worlds. And he explains now in detail, as Rabbi Nachman does so in Lesson 24 too. That the lowest sphera, the lowest level of holy energy, which is trapped, it's called malchut, these sparks that we mentioned earlier, these shattered vessels and sparks which are, which are shattered and spread throughout the creation, these are pieces of Hashem's godliness, Hashem's kingship, is malchut. Our goal is the first stage to elevate this malchut from the evil forces so that they go up a level and become a garment. They enclose the upper three spherot above malchut called Netzach Hod Yesod. They're above and malchut being lower All it can do maximum is to become an external shell, a garment, to these upper levels. Because it's so low, we're elevating it. So first stage of elevation, as it becomes, in, in in clothing, it serves as a covering for the upper three spheres. At least we succeeded in elevating the malchut from the evil forces. That's a big accomplishment. So the first elevation is to becoming, to being an enclothment to Netzach Hod Yisod. And then he goes on, tiferet And then once that's done, netzach combined with the enclovement of malchut, they also now go up and enclose. The upper spirit above them, Chesed, Gvur and so on, Rav Nosen says. Bekavanot, all this Rav Nosen says is explained clearly in the writings of the Arizal. You can see the book called pre Chaim," the, the section called Sha'ar Hatfila," chapter 5. That's where the Arizal goes into this in detail. So now, Rav Nosen says, going back to us now, and somebody who has the merit in doing this rectification, which is to elevate the Malchut from the klippot So he says, once it's on a roll of elevating, you don't stop. The main completion of elevating the holiness trapped in the impurity. Elevating Malchut from the klippot is when it reaches the top, top, top. When it goes up and up and up. Ad until the person now who succeeded in elevating his trapped part of his malchut because yeah, just a reminder the, the the shards and vessels that are shattered of holiness trapped throughout the creation are essentially rooted in you you specifically you you're from Tennessee wherever and you have the combination of people and nature, or of earth, wind, and fire, and elements that you come in contact in this day, and also all the spiritual energies and souls, etc., etc., so complicated, but that are unique, unique to you in this day that you're going to come and meet with, whether it's an, it's an internet um, email letter, whether it's a conversation over the phone, whether it's buying food items that come to your mouth that you bought with your money, any inter, interrelationship you have on this day, dressed in them are holy sparks. And only you can elevate them, not somebody else. You can't take another Jew from Toronto to do the job of the guy in Tennessee because this, these sparks are rooted and connected to the soul root of this guy in Tennessee. And the other ones are connected to the guy who's in Toronto. He has his job, what w- to elevate, his surrounding, etc., etc. And the one in Tennessee has his surrounding, okay? So he says then the lesson, Rav Nossin is recording the idea of lesson, but the goal is not just to elevate it and that's it to elevate it and reaches high, 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 to the person being infused with this holiness and energy that he's succeeded in extracting from the klipot, they push the person forward, they enhance the person with this light, until he now is running up and up and up, to the point where his mind is running to pursue, perceive the infinite light. But the goal there is, like Rabbi Nachman saying, we have quoting Rabbi Nachman in the Lesson 24, that the mind of person should be in the format, though, of what's called Ratzov shov, running and returning. Because if you only run, you will disappear into infinite light. You can't totally run in. There has to be a blockage so that you don't disappear. You don't disintegrate spiritually. Valken, he's saying so that, but that's the goal though. The goal is to reach this level. You're running, running, running to perceive the infinite light, but in the format of running and returning. Valken, mesader Therefore, of all these things mentioned in this lesson, where it starts off with doing the mitzvah with joy, like we said earlier, the main rectification, then the finalization of the rectification, is through what's called the mesader and meashev, the organizing and structuring of the mind, which is the bounce back that they're the ones who prevent and stop bounce back the person's mind and intellect from the pursuing because it's now on a roll it's on a roll running, running, running up and up and up forward, going forward, going forward stop you gotta stop and that is the idea of the Keter as mentioned in the lesson itself lesson 24 the idea of the Keter is the crown which is like a blockage it's a stop Just on a simple level A crown shows limitation. He's king. A person is a king. We put a crown of authority on his head. But the authority is limited to as far as the crown represents. In other words, the crown of the king of Poland is only the king of Poland. The crown of the king of Russia is only the king of Russia. The crown of the king of England is only England. It can't be, it's limited to as far as it reaches. That's a keter. It is a rulership but it has its boundaries. That's what a Keter is. It has a limitation. As lofty as it is, as high as it is, it is limitation. So to each person has his own Keter and his perception of God, which is his own Keter. You are developing your connection and your, your in a sense, rulership that Hashem has given over to you, allowing you to perceive greater levels of godliness. This is Hashem giving you as if Kivyachol, his Keter, making it now your Keter, you have a Keter on your head, but being a Keter, it's a limitation, you're limited, and they purposely stop you from going further, because the tendency is, once you reach that high and that far, to go further, and this, like Rabbi says elsewhere, applies to every Jew at every level, whatever level you're holding at, and you want to go further, and you feel too much intensity of light, but you feel the push going forward, you're having on your low level, this incident, this scenario taking place, and you have to know to put the brakes on, Properly and not to have an over, over, what's it called? Uh, to overdo it and to crash. Okay? So let's go on here. Like we said, because about this final rectification, due to again doing the mitzvah with joy and then thus elevating malchut of holiness from the clipot and then going up and up and up and up. Without this final rectification of the bounce back, the ma'akev, the structuring and reorganization of the mind, the running would be without a, a, a break, without hold. And the person would stay there, nullified in the infinite light. And that's not good. And the person would just disappear from his existence, from his finite existence. And that's not what Hashem wants. And Hashem, blessed be He, He wants the establishment of establishment of this physical, finite, limited world. That from this finite, limited existence, we can, we yes, perceive Hashem at the highest of levels. Something which is so contradictory, and yet, Rabbi Lachman teaches, is possible. I can... Therefore, the main completion is through the running and the the prevention mentioned above, that a person accepts the running and the returning and he does it properly. This is what builds a person to be perceive the infinite light. All this Rav Nosan is introducing in order to, God willing in the next class, to begin to show the relationship of money and the woman together, how they fit in into this scenario.